Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of the Mudgecast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 198. Uh, we are recording this on the May bank holiday here in the UK. Uh, recording this on Monday afternoon. Um, with me today, we will be talking about the AC Milan game on Saturday and doing a little bit of a preview for the Monza game, as I specified. Uh, with me today, I've got Joey. Uh, you're about to pull your heart out over Saturday's game. How are you? Still completely heartbroken. I, I can't get over what happened Saturday, but we'll get into it. How are you, Scott? I'm all good. Sorry, I was taking a sip out of my coffee. Um, it's the last day of my holiday. I'm back to work tomorrow. Um, just enjoyed the last couple of weeks off. As as you replied, I got Valencia into the Conference League on Football Manager. I'm more happy about that. Uh, just enjoyed Lazio getting beat, even though I celebrated their goal because I wanted them to beat Inter. But apart from that, all good. Can't complain. Ready for a bit of a month of chaos with all these football because we're coming up to the end of the, the season. All over the, all over Europe, there's going to be games left, right and centre. So it's coming up to a busy time, I think. Roma have got, was it four games? in, what, 10, 12 days? Maybe five, I think it is. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of fixtures coming up already starting with Wednesday, so it's about five games uh, coming up in a short amount of time span. Eek, eek, eek. I'm just waiting for the Spetsu tickets to come out so I can purchase one. Um, I've, I think they might come out at the end of this week, so... Yeah, I was queued. I jokingly queued up for tickets to the Roma by Leverkusen game. I think I was one of 5,000 in the queue. I remember the Leicester game last year when the tickets went on general sale. I was one of 111,000. So that's yeah, it, that was interesting. <laughs> it, it would have been very hard to get tickets for that game. Yeah, I think it was very tickets for, for sorry, English Scott, sorry two botches uh, I think it was very hard to get tickets for the Bayer Leverkusen game but no we digress I'm just waiting for the Spezia tickets to come out I hope it's this week I know the kickoffs for the the th- round 35 and round 36 are out so Roma played Bologna on the 14th and that's uh, the 5 o'clock kickoff and then Roma played Salernitana and that's been moved to Monday that's Monday the 22nd and that is the half past five kickoff, so that's the the earlier game. Um, I imagine that's down to this Copper Italia. It's Copper Italia is like two days later, also that the final of that, and that's at Rome. So there's going to be like two games in like two days on the Stadio Olimpico pitch. They didn't really think that out, or is that, or will the Copper Italia final move because of the Conference League final? I doubt it. I I doubt it will move. I don't think it's ever moved from Rome before, has it? No, no, that's strange. I, I'm I'm probably on a tangent. This is probably the most tangent opening three minutes to our podcast, but we will go into the game. Uh, Roma one, AC Milan one. I rewatched it after coming back from Crew Swindon. The less we talk about that, the better. The highlight was the Burger King I spent. 15 quid on, including the new Chili Heatwave Dorito chicken fries, which are very nice. But um, I, if that ever comes to your part of the part of the world, do try it because it's very nice. Uh, but um, it wasn't the greatest of games. Uh, Mark Gordon uh, tweeted me and said it was a big tease. 
and there was a flirt. You were flirting for ninety minutes, and then there was a massive two goals in the in the ten minutes of added time that there was. And I really, I did agree with that. I said that to you off pod. That it was a big tease. It was two teams who would cancelled each other out. Roma picked up more injuries. Um, I think three injuries were picked up during that game. Um, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a great game to watch. I imagine it probably for for you, Jerry. It was probably a nerve wreck. And thank you very much for the updates. I was on the M5 with my friend driving when you when you messaged me when Tammy scored. I think we just got into Birmingham, so. I celebrated and then I saw Salamaka score like a minute and a half later and I just went, uh, I'm not going to repeat what I said, but my mate said, bottled, they've bottled it. He's a Chelsea fan, by the way. But overall, what were your thoughts on the game? Because it wasn't great. Two shots on target in the whole game and both teams scored from their only shot on target. Then Roma did have some chances, uh, I think if Roma had a full squad, do you think they would have got something out of it? Yeah, I do. Uh, Milan didn't seem up for the game. That's why I'm heartbroken. It was just, it was there for the taking, and I thought we did it. Uh, Going through the whole match, um, I don't think either side did very well uh, offensively, but in Roma's case, um, I feel for them because of the amount of injuries. Now, I'm not just speaking this from a, a, a Roma fan perspective, but if you look at the whole match and the amount of injuries we have and the amount of chances we gave to uh, Milan, it was remarkable. Um, if, if you were to ask me if the game ended 1-1 or 0-0 before the match, I would say, yeah, you know what, the fair result. Um, that would be a good result for Roma, but it's the manner it happened that what worries me is it might affect them psychologically because Milan ha- this happened to Milan when Roma did the same thing back in the beginning of uh, 2023 year in January where Roma were down 2-0, came back, and Milan went to a, a string of games. They couldn't win. They were hammered by Sassuolo. They were winless in a few games afterwards, which really dropped them in the table. So it's the manner of which it happened that it left not just not just me heartbroken, not soul crushing, but just mentally for the team. But overall, the game itself, Scott, I thought they did so well to limit their chances considering what they had. I thought Bove played well. Finally, we see the strengths of Zeki Celik, which I put on the podcast. He neutralized Hernandez and Leao almost the entire game. You know, having Cristante as a center back and not giving much to the opposition, I thought they did incredible. And just, we've seen this in the past with Juventus and maybe Milan Inter, but specifically Juventus, they, they just find ways to win these games to get their objective. And I thought Roma finally did it. And then just, yeah, just heartbreaking in the, the 97 minute Salamakers, the back post not being covered. And it just, what what not angers me, but what frustrates me about this is is that I know Mourinho and we talked about this we uh, with when um, Sebastian Calcioas Roma was on the podcast. We only gave up one game. I think when we were a leading position, we only gave up two points. We only lost two points from a leading position. That was Sassuolo. Well, we did the same here, and I think it's more due to 
because we couldn't make the right substitutions. Uh, you know, Jose, as well as I do in terms of coaching, this man would have put a defender on as soon as he could when we scored and just defended it. We had no center backs. We had literally not a single center back or defender uh, on our bench besides maybe Zaleski, who is not really a defender. He's more of an attacking wing back. So I just overall, I, I thought we had it. But yeah, from the game itself, there were two chances I can remember clearly all game, one being Salamakers from the back post who shot it over the bar. He was wide open from a layout cross. Uh, and then Pellegrini had, I think, the best chance overall before the two goals. But he hit his own player. Abraham just got into the way. So other, I, I, I honestly, I, I applaud Roma for doing what they do in terms of neutralizing Milan. But it's just heartbreaking what happened in the, the last minute of the game. That's just... That cannot happen, and unfortunately, we didn't have enough people to prevent it from happening. So I just hope mentally they they don't have a downfall like Milan did. I think the strong uh, the coach is mentally strong, so he'll he'll regroup the players for Wednesday and, and all the way to Monza, who they won at Wet Spezia. Um, on Friday night and they won it in second gear. I watched that game, but I completely agree with you. Um, if let's just say if Kabula didn't get injured and they didn't have to bring on, um, Bove for, for him and then move Cristante back, I think they may have had a chance to bring on an extra midfielder as well to plug the gaps. Would you agree with that? If that was the case in stoppage time? Yeah, it would have helped for sure. We know Bove, one of his strengths, and uh, to be honest, he's actually growing, Scott, in, in general. He is, one of yes, his he strengths, is, yeah. Uh, when, you're, when you're leading a game or when a game is kind of, well, in, in a time situation too, but he's good at bringing on the 70 minute. This guy breaks up play a lot. He causes a lot of havoc with his energy. So uh, he does a lot of good work. He was He was really fantastic when he came in. It's just that would have been a logical substitution. He had no choice. He brought on Matty Camera and Scott. I, I can kind of see why the guy doesn't play. He looked he looked very lazy. Um, if you watch the goal from Leal, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not saying that's his assignment, but the way he was tracking back just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, I, I can see why he didn't play. He was Mourinho was desperate to to get on players. He didn't he didn't have anybody else. But yeah, that that would have been a a, a logical move, really. Um, so and but it it almost worked out. That's 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 what I'll keep uh, referring to, and that's what I'll keep repeating. It's just it's it's the way that it's the way they the game drew. If you tell me the game ended zero zero, I'd have been like, fine, okay, they did what they could. You know, six or seven injuries, uh, nothing more you can do about it. If you tell me uh, uh, Roma scored in the first half uh, miraculously, and then Milan tied in the 60, 70th minute, I've been like, okay, you know, whatever. We did what we could, but it just wasn't the case. And uh, we just didn't have the players to to push for the victory. But yeah, you're right. Uh, that would have been a great option if Kumbula didn't get injured. But again, we left the game with two more injuries with him and Bellotti. And Bove himself looks like he's playing with a shoulder injury. Yes, uh, he, they say he will, he will play through that for Wednesday, supposedly against Monza. Yeah, I, I want to talk about Bove because he kept... The Megan 
Rapinoe Tribuat, aka Teo Hernandez, quite kept quiet, <laughs> uh, along with Zeki Chalik. Yeah, I, I, I did see someone call him uh, Teo Hernandez on uh, Megan Rapinoe on, on social media. Um, he was very bold. Um, I do like it; it's quite nice. But um, Chalik and Bove played pretty well. They they neutralised him, but Liao is a different a different beast. Um, I, me and Richard Carmen on the preview were talking about Liao. Liao and Chelik, it was a battle because I think they're ex-teammates. I, I don't know if Lee, uh, Chelik they were, was... They played they were, a year a little. A little. Cool. I thought they did. And then, yeah. Um, is that before Liao went to Sporting? And then, yeah, uh, I went there. Um, there were some moments. Liao got past him a couple of times, but Chalik did quite well. Chalik did well for the goal because he anticipated the movement from Teo Hernandez, and the goal was a very good finish. But do you want to talk about the equaliser? Because there's a bugbear of mine, and it's it happens quite a lot. Um, was there two fouls for the goal? Uh, certainly one, and you can make a case for the second. But uh, we keep hearing that, you know, if you call that one, then you call the one on Mancini versus Giroud. I, I don't think it's a case from two guys gra- two guys grappling each other is different from when um, uh, who was it? I, uh, it was the Castellari. The Castellari, yeah. Yeah, he, he just completely pushed off Ibanez. Like, what is that? That that That's a foul every day of the week. I, I don't mm. understand how that's not called. But the play itself, Scott, like I, I remember it. I played it over and over in my head. Uh, Mancini was kind of, I'm not sure about him being fouled, but yeah, he was definitely put off balance. So the it's header. By Origi. By Origi, that's right. Yeah. He didn't really clear the ball. Uh, like I kept, like I said before, Camera felt, I felt he was lazy coming back, like running wise. I, I don't think he even sprinted back. That kind of put, you know, Chelik to, to cover uh for Leal which this is not on Chelik and then the cross came in and Cristante was marking nobody um Ibanez and Spinazzola had two guys but there was a third guy coming in back post Ibanez was pushed off that's right and Spinazzola was kind of blocked off and then Salamakers is there back post Mm. and the fin even the finish was weak Patricia should have done better exactly uh it's just like man when we needed a big save uh, it just he it wasn't there, and I remember that play vividly. Yes, I think there was a foul. Um, yes, Leal put in a great cross. Regardless, mm. I no one marked the back post. I was poor marking as well between Cristante. I can't blame Ibanez on that one. I mean, the guy was pushed off, and there were two guys there, but Cristante wasn't marking no one. They were shifted too far to uh, to the right, to their right. So uh, to get the cross, to prevent the cross to come in. I mean, no one really got beat. It was just a poor clearance by Mancini. And then the cross came in, and yeah, they scored the goal. And uh, just, yeah, <laughs> it was just just bad way to end the game. There was a warning sign, I think, 20 to 25 minutes earlier, which was Salamakis' first chance after he came on. There was a ball whipped to the to the back post, and he ghosted past. I think it was either a Banyas and Spinet Soda, and it was probably about ten or eleven yards out. And he, I think he took it first time and fired over the bar. So that was probably something they were looking at, where they were doing it to to winger to winger. Like if you play wing back to wing back, if you like the me the Inter goal yesterday, or 
sort of or whatever Atalanta used to do with Hatsapur and Gosens, where they they would pick out wing back to wing back. But there was a mo- there was a moment in the second half where there was a warning sign, and Salamakas was quite good because he did go past twice and fired off the warning shot. But yeah, it was just a a disappointing goal to concede because. Remember, Roma had a goal disallowed in the Europa League for a push like that against Feyenoord when Tammy pushed over one of the centre-halves for Brian Cristante to score. But I may be clutching at the thinnest of straws. They could have looked at a VAR. It was, it, if that happened in the middle of the park, that was a foul. If Why doesn't it get called for in the opposition box, but the exactly. one, yeah, that's my it, complaint, Scott. If uh, it, it's the same thing when Weefer with all those uh, yellow cards, I mean, when he pulled back Patricio's jersey, we said that's called and that's a yellow anywhere on the pitch. Mm. Why isn't a yellow there? Because he had one. Same thing for this. It, it's a it's a foul whether it's in the box or in the middle of the pitch. I, I don't get why there's no uh, consistency for it. And look, I, I may be I may be crying out here, but I think Roma, they don't get much help to begin with. I never thought they do. So especially from referees, but just once in a while, like, you know, in a in a rough game like this, battling for Champions League, it, it would be nice to get maybe the correct call our way. Mm. Uh, I just, yeah, it just, I don't know. Every time we have Orsato, these, these type of things happen. It just, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm going to say this is a joke. Which Serie B game is he going to be doing next week? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that, that's a joke. By the way, <laughs> I, I, he, I, to be honest, I thought he had a very bad game. He let a lot of stuff go. Um, yes, he did. Um, Roger Banez could have been sent off. He was quite lucky for that challenge on Salamakas. Um, I did like with some Milan fans were saying that Roma played rugby, <laughs> Milan tried to play football. Um, that did make me laugh. Two of those fans, have you ever played rugby? Because that's not how you play rugby. Um, just, no, Roma, are just be, Roma are just physical. I don't think they liked Roma being a bit touch-tight and a bit physical. Um, Chelik could have been booked a couple of times on Liao. There was a couple of shirt pulls. Um, I think there was a couple of incidents for Roma. I think, was it Hernandez's foul on... Bove when he got injured, I think that could have been looked at. But there was he let some stuff go. I don't think he's the best referee. I don't think he should have done this game. But he has his moments. But I'm as I said, I'm probably clutching at straws, and it's just me being me. Like uh, when I see stuff like that, I have to I have to point it out. But overall, it does feel like two points dropped. But in the long run. I think this could help Roma mentally because they can bounce back on Wednesday away at Monza and then they've got the big game against Inter on Saturday. uh, They've got like, that is a big game and also they've got the Bayer Leverkusen game and then the Bologna game. But they've got, they've got no moping around to do. They have to get back to it and they have to recharge, uh, try and figure out what sort of 11 to put out against Monza because it could be bits and pieces. <laughs> Me and you could have to get our boots on um, <laughs> because it's, 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 it's a bit of a mesh at the moment. Um, yes, it gonna, is. I was going to say it's a bit of a, me- uh, a mishmash 
Um, but yeah, they've got no moping around today. They, they'll bounce back. They've done it before. It was just, I said it was a bitter pill to swallow because you do all the hard work to take the lead and then you just give a stupid goal away. Uh, you contain Milan. A Milan team are on the up and are looking to go to Champions League sem- the semi-final next week. They're looking to get to the final to play either uh, Manchester City or Real Madrid. Um, excuse me, they got the the Derby della Madonnina Champions League semi-final, the first one since 0203, I think it is, which was the semi-final. And you know what happened that year, don't you, Joey? I do, I do. They went on and won it on penalties in probably one of the worst finals of this modern era against Juventus, 120 minutes and penalty shootout. Nothing. And it was just an awful, awful game of football. And then Sheva won it in the last, uh, with the final kick. Um, I think Dida saved three penalties that day. But yeah, could that could uh, well that's the twentieth anniversary. So could twenty years be later? Never know. But you expect this Roma team to bounce back on on Wednesday, don't you? I certainly do. Um, I'm just I'm worried with uh, Monza because uh, they're in they're in good form. They are, uh, but it's three. the injuries, Scott. Yeah. It's the injuries that I don't know if that will break their strong mentality they can again look they have obviously they have two choices they can be they can be what i am now and just be crushed by what happened on against milan like i saw their heads they were shaking or they can say look we're still in it we have three teams tied on points uh there's still um is it now six matches to go i think it's six matches yeah there's still six matches we're still in this i know we have injuries but let's pick each other up and let's just continue forward because if we do well, just in the next two games, we're right there in terms of being in uh, in Champions League. Just even just if you focus on the next one game at a time, you c- hopefully can take care of Monza. Even though you're missing a lot of players, uh, reports say there are are a couple of players to come back potentially against Inter. Um, that's a big matchup. If you know Inter are always up and down. So if you can get the next couple wins, it will really put you uh, presumably ahead in the race because uh, because tiebreakers, when it comes down to it, tiebreakers are gonna, <laughs> might actually matter in this. And having mm. one on Inter is great. And even if everybody ties on points and Roma can have um, a successful game against Inter, they would actually take advantage for more head-to-head points out of all three teams. I, I looked at that. So... Um, I know they're strong mentally. It's just, can they do this with, with so many injuries? And that's what we'll see on Wednesday. It's, I think when the season's over, it's like, how many times do they have to go to the well? And can they do it again and again and again? Because they've done it quite a lot this season where they're back against, their backs, sorry, have been against the wall and they've delivered time after time after time. And the run in, in the next two weeks is a bit brutal. So you've got Monza Wednesday, uh, Inter Saturday, you've got Bayer Leverkusen on the Thursday and then Bologna away on the, on the Sunday. And then you've got the reverse fixture, sorry, of the, um, the Europa League and then Salernitana at home. That's six games in like three weeks, just about yeah. six, six games in 23 days. Yeah. It's a, a brutal schedule. It's a brutal end of schedule, end of the season schedule, but, they're in that position because they've got that far and there is teams dropping off. Like me and Richard were saying about the quality in Serie A, he said, it's not great, but he said it's good. But other teams around 
the top two from sorry from two to I would say seven are just knocking points off each other. Like Inter beat Lazio and Inter absolutely battered Lazio. Lazio played on the counter and could have been two, three and up at half time, but second half it was a completely different game. Um Juve drew away at Bologna. Um Atalanta won late against um Torino. It's just like teams have there's there's like no no consistency, is there? Like they just drop points at the most silly and stupid points of the season and I think it's making it more interesting for a top four position because I think Lazio are still in pole position for a top four behind Napoli who will more than likely win the league title on on Thursday but even well, Lazio, Scott, is yeah. uh, it, it, it's. I, I still think they make it, but even them, it, it doesn't seem assured. They, they lost. I think it's two out of their last three. Yeah, they lost to so, Torino and they lost on on Sunday. Right, so, and they still got games against um, Milan. Is one of them. Yeah, and, they play Sassuolo. They've also got. I think they got Lecce. That's their next two home games. So yeah, Sassuolo is never a, a Sassuolo is never never an easy team. They can show up on their day. Lecce, I know, is battling for that mm. relegation. Those besides Sampdoria, to me, Sampdoria, I think, but is an easy win for all teams. That they're, they're done. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they lost five now. Yeah, they're done. But every other team, I think, will give a tough time to some of these top some of these top teams. It's it's going to be it's going to be a battle to the end. The, to me, the actual teams to face um, now are the mid table teams that are safe, more than likely. Mm. They're the ones that kind of have no motivation to play. You know, maybe the Sassuolo could be one of them. Uh, Bologna, it remains to be seen if they can make Europe. But once they're completely out of Europe, them too, it's the same thing. Same thing like Torino. So those teams are maybe the easier ones to face. The the tough ones are going to be the team. To me, it's always the teams at the bottom. Salernitana, look, look at what they did to Napoli. They, mm. they played really well yesterday they, against Napoli. They played really well. They're not going to be an easy... Uh, they're not going to be an easy uh, matchup until they're actually safe, and so we'll see when that case. When they're that almost, comes. That, to be honest, Joe. They are almost safe, pretty much. But yeah. th- I think they'll play hard until they're mathematically safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they do it. M- Monza now are mathematically safe, so we'll see what they want to do for Wednesday's game. What they want to turn up with, um, they have no motivation. But it just it's going to be a battle in the end. And you're right, teams have been taking points off of each other all season long. Lazio goes and beats Juventus but loses to Inter. So we've seen this uh, time and time again. Inter now have a, has gotten one point in their last five or six games. They've been on a horrible, horrible stretch. So we'll see even how that, even with their 15 points, they're only two points above uh, f- uh, six spot. They're only two points above six spot. That, that right, a draw by Juventus and a win by any teams below them, it's a tie. Yeah, so, they get dragged in. Exactly, they get they get drugged into the rest of the teams, and then, like I said, tiebreakers might mean something. Roma have the tiebreaker on Juventus. If Roma draw their next, uh, win their next game against Monza, as an example, and Juventus draw again, Roma are actually ahead of Juventus. It's just it's crazy how this season you can find no team besides Napoli really wanting to, not wanting to, but um, having the consistency to just keep going forward and just make Champions League. Like with a few games to spare, like I said, the teams, the three teams behind Napoli, they're just going to stumble over. 
And yeah. they're going to make it by making the less mistakes and other teams around them making more mistakes. All Roma got to do is just win their games and hope for the best, isn't it? And just Yes, it's just the injuries. Scott, you know what, yeah. last, last year, I will say it, we've had a much better season. Like I think we've kept our play of last season, maybe improved in certain aspects and obviously regressed in certain aspects. But I thought teams around us got worse. I'm looking at it in this way. I think I think Roma kept the way they're playing somewhat of last year. I think they improved marginally, but I think team other teams, lower teams have gotten a little better, and I think the uh, teams above us, barring Napoli, have gotten a little worse. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Lazio is the only neutral. I think Lazio is playing um, better from, but all the northern clubs have been playing worse, and. Without the injuries, I would have been. I would be confident to go with your prediction. Roma making top four is just now, of course, with our unfortunate timing. All these injuries are happening. So, without them, though, I would have been really confident. And I'm usually not the confident one. I would have been confident <laughs> in them making top four. Uh, yeah, I, I can, I can, I can agree with that. But then, what is it? There is so center backs. It's both Lorente, Kumbula. So Kumbula's tour is ACL which is very unfortunate because he had the opportunity to come back in. Um, he tore his ACL. Uh, Lorente is out injured with a muscle injury. Rick Castle's out injured for the rest most of the season. I think he's out for the rest of the season, sorry. Was that a knee injury also? He did a, like a, yeah, it's a meniscus. They meniscus, have to do yeah. a clean-up. And, uh, just, just on your Lorente, before you get to, I'm sure you're going to mention Smalling, uh, mm. uh, Mourinho said they might not see him back for the rest of the season. Yeah, that was quite a concern. So, yeah, like... Three centre halves are out injured and a right right back slash right wing back. So you've lost Smallin, you lost Kumbula and you lost Lorente. You've lost Karsdorp, you've lost Genie Vinalden for a little bit. I think he's returned back to training. Paolo Dybala was on the bench and was not risked before. He, he wasn't even fit enough to play. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't have risked him there. Yeah. As a token gesture, which Lazio and Roma have done this season with Pellegrini and, and um and Chiro Mobile, um, Bolotti's now out injured, so that's what seven. Yeah, and Matic is disqualified. Yeah, Matic is suspended. Bove is also carrying injuries. That's eight, potentially eight, nine players missing for Wednesday's game. So Mons are away. Um, do, you, do you change the shape, or do you um, do you go to a four, or do you? I don't think you have a choice. <laughs> yeah, because you, you can play... No, this is devil ad- advocate. So you could go Rupertisio, uh, Celic, Mancini, Abanez, um Spinazzola, Cristante, Bove. Yep, and then probably Solbach and Pellegrini. Uh, El Shirawari and Abraham. Yeah, Abraham. You wouldn't risk... Um, you wouldn't risk um, Dybala? I look from everything I'm reading, Scott. I don't even think he. It's not even a risk. I don't think he's fit enough to even play against Monza. So I don't. I don't. I don't expect to see him. But no, I. I don't think. I don't think you risk him. I, I really. I really don't think you do. If, if there's a chance you have him, I, I don't think you risk him. Maybe play him the last 10, 20 minutes. But I don't think you even have a choice of playing. You, I don't think you have a choice. You can't even play the three back because if you put Cristante as the third center half, your only other 
choice you can make is with Bove, you play someone like Tahirovic. And I do not see Mourinho playing two young kids in a double pivot. I just, I can't see that happening. So I truly think this game, he changes to a four back because he has more wingers and uh, he has more wingers available than he does center halves. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, they did play that system against Sampdoria. Um, Monza, I've been playing with a back three. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Monza have been really good this season since they sacked their manager and brought in Raffaele Palladino. I did say that Palladino should be shortlisted for manager of the season or coach of the season because he's done a fantastic job. And I've heard reports that he is set to get a renewal, which is good to see. Yeah, he's um, a phenomenal coach. Yeah, he's a phenomenal coach. I'm just coach. happy. I'm, I think Roma's lucky. I, you know, a lot of times we come into teams that have good form. We were lucky to play Monza the first time under. Oh, Strapa. they were they were and awful. I was, were awful that, yeah. I was at that game. They were dreadful. Um, it could have been six or seven, and it really should have been. Um, yeah, that hot August night, they were dreadful, and they had to sack him because he did an awful job. But. Uh, I think Roma could get result there, um, but with the as you said, the injuries and all that, and the suspensions. But the big one is Inter, and that's the one I'm looking forward to because these are the type of games you have to bounce back in. But do you think they can pull something out on uh, on Wednesday? Uh, yeah, the first few minutes are going to tell, but I'll never count this. Um, I'll never count this Roma team out, no matter what shape they play in. Of course, I'll be worried if they're in a back four defensively. Um, like I said, Mancini and Ibanez, uh, it's your only choice, but to have them as a pairing, we'll see how they do together. But I know Monza on a hot streak. Like I said, they're safe, nothing to play for. They just played a game too on Friday. They did, they're yeah. Through, they're on short rests. Uh, I'd rather have our guys against their guys on short rests. Uh, I know the injuries play another factor. So, um, yeah, I, I think they can get a result. But, Scott, a draw is not the result you want here. I, I think they need to – I think maybe going to back four might be a blessing in this because I think they need to win this game. I, I, I don't think they can – drawing doesn't mean it's the end of the world, but I don't think it's ideal. Uh, just you don't want to be behind Inter and AC going up, you know, against Inter on the weekend. Especially. Yeah, on the weekend, so, yeah. They got to go for a win. Uh, I was going to ask you, Scott, do you see them at all playing a back three in this game? Because I certainly don't. No, unless they do Cristante in the center in center mid, but then they lose him for the mid, the center mid, sorry, for center back. Then they lose his um, capabilities in the middle of the pitch, which they will probably need for, for that game. They could play, they've done it before, Spinazzola's played in a back three. Um, but then you have Zaleski out on left wing back, which they could do. But I would probably more more confident and more balanced if you go to a back four. Yeah, f- fair fair enough. I, I think without Matic, uh, that's what you need to do. Yeah, and then when you play Inter, it's going to be uh, difficult to see because I like Cristante. I've started to he started to grow on me a little bit. Just as a center half, his marking just isn't isn't the same and you know against Inter it would worry me but I mean again you have no choice right so uh yeah hopefully you can just do the job fingers fingers crossed um do you have anything else to add no that's all for me cool thank you very much Joey it's been a, a not a 
I was going to say you didn't open your heart that too much. You're just feeling, still feeling a bit down, still feeling a bit raw. This will go away. <laughs> yeah, I tried. To, I tried to contain it. I just, I just mentioned how I felt after the game, just like every Roma fan. But I, I should be used much. to it. You're right. Yeah, we are used to it. Um, how much alcohol did you consume on Saturday? Oh, to be honest, I just made a joke about it, but no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't concede any. I just, I went for. My, my terms of forgetting this is I always go exercise, walk, uh, run if I can. So that's my that's my form of healing. So I went to do a lot of that Saturday. I had a lot of energy to burn. Good to clear the the mind and the uh, the thoughts of that. But um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website. You can find all uh, you can find us on all podcast platforms. So your SoundCloud, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. Um, we'll probably be back Thursday um, to review the game on from Wednesday. Um, I probably will record just before the Udinese Napoli game because I may want to watch that and see if they can win the league title. But Jerry, thank you very much for joining me on this Monday early afternoon for you. Yeah, uh, no, well, it just hit. It just hit noon for me now. Just hit yeah. noon. Technically yes. afternoon. <laughs> yes, I just got past there. So it's, it's it's mid to late afternoon over here in the UK. It's our third, This is the first of our three bank holiday Mondays in May. And we've got one next Monday and then one at the end of the month. So we've enjoyed a nice end of the, the bank holiday and then return to work tomorrow after my two weeks off. But no, thank you very much, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully we'll have a, a not an a, a, I wouldn't say this hasn't been a downbeat podcast, but a more uplifting because it's not all down sorrows because Roma are still in the race for top four. They're in the semi-finals of the Europa League, but you go one nil up and then you can see in the last minute it does hit you hard. But no, uh, we'll be back Thursday. Hopefully a bit more upbeat and ho- hopefully be talking about a Roma win and other teams around Roma dropping points and uh, could see the picture clearer for the top four. Enjoy the rest of the week. We'll talk on Thursday. Ciao. Ciao.